created with free version for non-commercial use. Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Shape Notes podcast, where we will explore and celebrate the brightest minds and most innovative ideas from across Africa. Join me as we delve deep into the worlds of technology, business, philosophy, and the future by highlighting the work of entrepreneurs who are shaping the continent's narrative in their respective industries. In each episode, I will speak with some of Africa's best minds on a variety of topics, including the latest trends in technology, the challenges and opportunities of building a successful startup, the role of philosophy in shaping our societies, and the path towards a sustainable and prosperous future. Through my conversation with industry leaders and innovative thinkers, I hope to inspire my listeners and provide insights and perspectives on the future of Africa and empower entrepreneurs and innovators across the continent. So join me on this journey as we explore the incredible potential of Africa, one entrepreneur. Created with free time. version for non-commercial use. Today I am speaking with Kudam Sasio, a philanthropist, entrepreneur, and founder of Fresh in a Box, and now the CEO of Africa of the Africa AI Project, where he's helping build AI for Africa. In this episode, we we talk about his journey as an entrepreneur, the African tech ecosystem, and the future of AI on the continent. Now I bring you Kudamzasio by Dostoevsky. He says, the mystery of human existence lies not in just staying alive, but in finding something to live. So what would you say is uh, your life's purpose? Um, that question, it, it means something different since, um, you know, since my near-death experience with COVID in 2021. Um, my answer would have been totally different before that, but... but <clears throat> Now, you know, having knocked on death's door, um, having been in a coma for for a month and having my wife Created here, with free version for non-commercial use. I, I now sort of answer that differently, right? I think I think the, my purpose is is to uh to live my life to the fullest, um, you know, and, and, and to make a difference uh to mankind, right? Um and just understand my full fallibility is that we're not as important as we think we are, we're just as important as the change that, that we bring to the world around us. Yeah, that's cool, man. Um, so it, this reminds me of uh, someone that I was just listening to recently was talking about, you know, Herbert Chitebo and how he sacrificed, you know, uh, a lucrative career to join the struggle, um, which sort of speaks to what you're saying. Uh, he was doing it for, for the collective. So... I'm also interested in um, maybe you can discuss some of the memories that you've had, you know, growing up that have really helped shape your mind and and uh, have helped you define yourself. Yeah, I mean, created I, I free version for non-commercial mind is um, my primary school years where I grew up in Australia, um, and this is in the '80s, you know, uh, in, in Australia, which there's no black people like me in in, in that space, right? Um, so. Uh, so, so being the only black kid in an Australian environment, uh, you know, the strongest memory is always going to be swimming lessons, um, class swimming lessons, where the parents picketed the school, right, Christian community school, a Christian community school, picketed to avoid me and my little brother Z um, jumping in the pool with their kids because I think they felt the black would run off or something in the water. Um, and so the teacher used to sort of give me um, give me five minutes after class 
to splash around, you know, because summer is very, very hot and very humid in Australia. And, you know, you always look forward to swimming. But I was the kid that had to sit it out, um, sadly. And my brother too. So, so he ate it with free version for non-commercial use. In that sense, where even the teacher could see that this is injustice and did nothing. When one day, um, as one of my classmates, her name was Jody McConaughey. She had red hair, bright red hair. I remember very vividly. And there's one day when I was not doing my last sort of five-minute swim when others have not come out the water. And she must have just thought, fuck this. And she jumped in the pool. And um, this is a young girl with red hair. She had obviously had her issues, people calling her redhead and all this kind of thing. But the moment she jumped in the pool, all my other classmates in, 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 in 482, it, it was a 6P. All my other classmates jumped in the pool as well. And the teacher, who was also in his trunks, then jumped in. Um, and that was the last time I swam alone, right? And I think it took the courage of one uh, little girl who had also been seriously discriminated against because of her red hair. You would understand this if you're in Europe. Created with free version for non-commercial use. Uh, it took well, the courage of that one girl to stop three, four years of me having to swim five minutes alone. And I think that's a t it's a telling part of my life where... I wish I could find her, but you know, she her jumping in the pool that day stopped me swimming alone for five minutes and making me feel dirty and feel unworthy of being in the pool with the other kids. Uh, you know, and I think it's it, it got to a head when even the parents get to find out that look, the kids don't don't have any problems with, with playing with Kuda and, and swimming with him and stuff. So why should we, right? And uh, it, it was obviously it was a different time. I mean, that kind of stuff wouldn't happen today. But uh, like I said, it's a very strong memory. I tell that child, that one young girl who just did not feel what was happening was correct or right and jumped in that day and gave the others courage to jump in too. And I think this is where uh, I've, uh, my, my whole personality becomes very, very molded by that one moment in my life. Created with free version for non-commercial use. What you just said and... This idea of naivety in in entrepreneurship. Um, I think we often speak about naivety. We often always focus on sort of optimistic kind, right? Um, but we never speak about sort of the pessimistic uh, kind of naivety. So, I'd like maybe to just uh, elaborate more on how certain particular events have have influenced your your um, your entrepreneurial journey, and how how, how important is it to be to be to be naive because we often speak about all these other qualities when it comes to entrepreneurship but i feel like um naivety is one of those you know essential ingredients of course uh, i mean the it, it the naivety actually is is a superpower when it comes to the entrepreneurial journey if I had listened to every single bit of advice created with free version for non-commercial use and from experts, uh, e-commerce in Zimbabwe doesn't work, right? Um, I sit here today, every day, still struggling to complete orders <laughs> from an e-commerce site every day, right? Uh, it's unbelievable, right? Uh, my kids go to school. Uh, I now live a very decent lifestyle in two different countries, right? Um, off of something that people say is absolutely impossible. And, and so... The naivety comes into play when you, when you, when, you know, I, I used, I actually used to consult for a big retailer before I started Fresh in a Box, for example. Um, 
And the reason why I left is because the economy started doing a downturn. I kept harping onto the MG and the owner say, dudes, we must go online. We must go online. This is an international franchise. Um, and they just didn't get it, you know. And I, I remember being sort of sacked or, you know, by my contract not, not being renewed in October. Created with I, free I, version I, for non-commercial use. Uh, and, and finding myself sort of um, unemployed and not knowing how I'm going to stay alive, going through a divorce, all these things happening at the same time. Uh, I remember that very vividly. Um, and, and then, like, all of a sudden, I started fishing a box purely out of the drive to say, look, I believe in online. I believe it's the way we're going as a, as a, as, um, as, as a society. And basically, just jumped in head first. Totally naive to any of the issues and the problems. Burnt a lot. Failed a bunch of things. But honestly speaking, um, the superpower is being being bold enough to start regardless of what naysayers say or what people think, right? Um, you've got to believe in, in things, you know. I, 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 even when my young brother Cyprian hit me up, you know, we've worked together for years and years, you know. Uh, there's a time when he hit me up and he worked for me and the time, you know, he went by himself out working for some other people, getting loads of cash. Created with free version um, for non-commercial use. Dude, this, this AI thing, we, we got to get on it, you know, because we've been doing this stuff already. Uh, and, you know, I, I remember, yeah, I flew back from SSA, fuck, let's do it, my guy. If you say it, I believe it, right? If you can build it, I can, I can build it with you, right? And um, his naivety of saying, fuck, I'm not, I'm going to quit my 5,000 US dollar a month job to build this thing with you. And my man saying, look, I'm going to put everything asunder and I'm going to also come and sit at your house every day, every night, and we're not going to sleep and build this. That naivety doesn't happen. That doesn't happen if you're not naive. Right, if you're not afraid, it doesn't happen. If you if you're totally optimistic about the outcomes of things, and I think um, the the word of encouragement for an entrepreneur is being risk averse will be the death of your of your of, of your dreams. Right, um, at forty, I've got the I've got the I've got the privilege and a privilege of hindsight, and it's only now. Created a free version for non-commercial use. That I realized that I took too little risks in my life, right? So um, I was—I've always been a geek. I've always been at the, you know, at the tail end of early adopting everything. You know, my first time touching a computer was in Australia as a lighty. It was an Amstrad 360. Like it was—we're talking 1983, right? Um, I've always been into the internet when the internet was still typing code and trying to get in and X codes and stuff. And I remember the amount of times I had great ideas, great social networking ideas, uh, great tools that I wanted to build. But I remember going to shift work in the UK because I had to, I had to pay my rent, right? And <laughs> I remember going to shift work and cleaning floors and being a night porter and all sorts with great ideas until I discovered one day that Management loved me coming on shift because I was the guy who would be sweeping their floors, making their teas, and then the, I'll be there to assist them with their PowerPoint. Created with free version for non-commercial Million-dollar budgets. Um, and then after doing that, they'll say, "If I go, go make me a cup of tea, Vic." And they wouldn't even call me Kuda; they call me Victor, which is my second name. <laughs> so you quickly realize that shit. I'm here working for a bunch of talentless, mindless drones. Um, and I, I, I got I got more to give in life than be this guy. So uh, the naivety again of quitting my life in England 
you know, with a red passport and free education for my kids and free healthcare, saying, fuck it, I'm going to go to Zimbabwe. It's the grand, you know, it's my mother, it's my own country, it's the, grand, it's my, the new frontier, I'm going home, and I'll do what I can when I get there. You know, I, I think that that's, that's another sort of, that's, that's a, it's something that I wish I had done 10 years, 15 years before. Uh, because now yeah, I look at Cyprian's energy, his youthfulness and stuff. I'm thinking, fuck, man, now, when I was your age, damn, I wish I had, I had your guts. You know? Free anus, so it's free version for now. So it's free version for now. people to become your mentors. Do you understand what I'm saying? Um, when, when younger people become your, your inspiration, you just start to know how to push harder. And it's like, in my old bones, I have no idea how they do it. I mean, we're now talking day 10, no sleep. Uh, he's simply right now standing by the lap. He's standing, like, he's cold standing sometimes and shit. Like, and he hasn't slept in so long. But uh, the only reason why I'm still up is because I'm feeding off their energy like a vampire. So I, I'm blessed to have young people who are born naive and near that's definitely cool. So, I, I'm also interested in knowing, like, who are some of the people that were, you know, instrumental in your journey? Some of the people that you say believed in you. Because uh, from what you're saying, it seems to me that, you know, a very, it's crucial to have a support system when you're an entrepreneur. The people that yeah. believe in you and help you uh, uh, to achieve your dreams. So, who are some of those people? Created with free version for non-commercial use. Well, the first people I must say are my are my, are my parents, right? Um, I mean, the, the, the those are the first people uh, that that are my biggest inspiration. Um, uh, you know, I, this is a podcast. There's no time limits, is there? I'm a rambler. Something. Um, I, I just remember that my, my dad. You know, is, is a matter a matter a matter. Of God is in the ministry. He's a Baptist minister. I, I remember he used to work for World Vision. Um, when we were very, we were light, just before we went to Australia, I remember. And the weirdest thing happened one day when, you know, because he used to have two, like two cars, one for mom, one for him, you know, we're living in brain, you know, this is after independence, Mibrain was beautiful, you know, next door to white people type shit. Um, yeah, the grass was still green, a little came out the taps. Dad had a great job, we were going to great schools, um, which was Hake Park, which is again a government school, but a great school in those days. Um, and I remember one day my dad sort of came home. Created a free version for non-commercial use. My mom's car. Uh, and then they drove left in my dad's car. And my, and my mom looked at this guy and said, dude, what happened? Like, what's happening? And my dad said, no, dude, I, I got tired of going to five-star hotels, you know, eating three-course meals to discuss world hunger with white folk. This is not why we fought independence, right? I remember that I was a lighty. I could have been three or four or five years old. I remember the my mother, the look on my mother's face when my dad said he just quit World Vision. Like, a great job for a black guy in those days, right? Um, and I remember my mom just saying, ah, it's okay, you know, you've done the right thing, you know. You prayed about it, you've done the right thing. Uh, and when that was testament, because literally a year later, the whole family was now living in Australia on a full scholarship because, you know, that's just the way the world works and the door opened up for him, right? And I remember another time when we would come back from Australia now, my mom is teaching a gateway, great job. We're all in private schools. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, I'm going to mute this WhatsApp. It will not stop playing. Created with free version for non-commercial like, use. My mom got a really great job and we were all like in schools. We were in private schools and stuff. Um, and then I remember the day that my mother quit that job, right? And we're being told, that, ah, next 30 guys are not going back to, you know, to gateway. 
you're not going to go to present with the mom. Like, no, you know, um, I've been doing special ed at Gateway for ages. I, I want to restart. Um, I want to start my own school for, for kids with learning disabilities that's more in tune with just not just a special class in a, in a, in a normal ed school, but a, a school where we can integrate the kids of normal ability and kids, you know, with, with, with disability, show them we have a better chance in, in the world. And I remember, you know, starting my my days now at a public school. My mom has quit a private school. Grab, I'm a salad kid, PE, blah, 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 with an Australian accent. Um, and I remember my dad being very supportive of her in that particular move, again, which was definitely going to retard the family's uh, finances. With free version, turn on commercial use. You know, there's, there are now pastors, ministers, you know, uh, IT consultants, owners of industry who came from my mother's uh, hands from the Mayanashia Learning Institute um, because she had such a passion for what she had learned, but she did a master's in Australia, uh, to, to take somebody like me with severe dyslexia. I mean, if you read my tweets, they're terrible. Fuck, I'm a bad speller, but, you know. Um, so it's all like severe disability, like dyslexia like I have, or ADHD, or, you know, Down syndrome, etc. And actually treat them normally and give them a curriculum that works with them and a face that works with them to give them the best chance in the world, right? So uh, if you're going to talk about two really influential people, my mom and my dad immediately, their ability to 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 always work on principle uh, rather than work on, um, rather work on for money or for time, you know. Uh, my, my dad just always taught me in my life that the problem with the black man is that we think with our loins and stomachs. Created and with free version for non-commercial use. Loins and stomachs. Everything is built with the hands and heart and brain, right? Um, so very, very influential in my life. And if I look in the business world in Zimbabwe, I've got to look at people like, you know, MK, Kululin um, Glofo, you know, big IT guy in Zim, built a lot of great tech for the banks and hospitals and stuff. Um, takes a foul-mouthed renegade like me and puts me under his wing despite all my shortcomings. I mean, I am deeply flawed as a human being, as you know. Um you know, people like Mr. Branch and Duana, you know, big retail owner in Zimbabwe, taking me all the fresh in the box and say, dude, let's do this warehouse, the fresh farm, you know, and I believe in you can push it, right? Uh, people like Mr. Marcus Otitakis, Matanuska, you know, um, geez, uh, you know, Bishop Sabayana, um, you know, there's, a, there's, there's some there's been some great mentors in my life um, who, who have made sure that I stay on the street and narrow you know, my, my board is probably the strongest board. Created with free version for non-commercial use. I understand the folly of their, of their CEO. Um, they keep me very much on the straight and narrow. You know, I, I am, listen, put money in my bank. I'll brand the fuck out the team. We'll swag the fuck out. We'll do some dope shit. Where I was there, we'll, 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 burn the, we'll burn the stack down and, and build a new ad and spend more money on dope things. Uh, I have a strong board that says, yo, dude, you know, you got to hold this back. How much is it going to cost? How much are you going to charge people? Uh, you know what I mean? So these, these are some of the people who I seriously depend on um, uh, to, to, to continuously make the right decisions will help me when I'm making the wrong one. Awesome, man. So, um, you know, there are a lot of misconceptions around, you know, entrepreneurship and starting a business. Um, in fact, someone said once said that, you know, uh, starting a business is like chewing glass and staring into the abyss. So first of all, what do you think about that? And um, can you also talk about how you stayed motivated? Motivated with created with free version for non-commercial use. Backs and, and failure. 
fortunately because I grew up overseas and fortunately because of good decisions my parents have made. You know, my parents staying together, being a family unit, you know, being a praying family, etc. I see things very differently from the average man. Um, uh, as I sit in Zimbabwe, for example, I've never made a business idea out of hunger. I've never, ever made a business idea out of hunger. So and 90% of the times young entrepreneurs struggle is because they're making a decision because they're hungry. They're making a decision because they want to make the most money possible, which is why we have this crazy effect that you start a fresh in the box and 20 will, will, will start behind you, right? And don't need cash, don't need big, don't need deep. Uh, that mentality is going to, that causes a lot of pain and angst, obviously. Um, so for your entrepreneurial journey to actually be enjoyable, right? Created with free version for non-commercial use. You're going to go for the day of work for the rest of your life, right? If you start a business, because you see a real problem and a pain point, and you think, I can solve this and I can bring a solution to this. And with this solution, I can monetize it in these ways. Chances are you're really going to have a rewarding experience um, in your in your business, right? If you say, yeah, that shit is painful. Uh, I know that. Um, I, I've had many moments when someone says, oh, you know, I started this business because you did it for the wrong reasons. There's no way to keep you motivated once you start seeing the downturns. And downturns are many at all times, right? So, yeah, I'll, I'll give you an example. There are those weird months now. After all the holidays, just before Christmas time is it, and created with free version for non-commercial use. This professional box will dip so way down, but salaries have to be made. Uh, you know, trucks need to be fixed. All these things have to keep happening, right? And you're looking at your cash flow, and you're like, "Oh my fucking god, what am I gonna do? How am I gonna make it work?" Blah blah blah. Um, and if you love what you're doing, that's less of a burden than when you're looking at it now and you're broke and you hate your job and you hate what you're doing. And you're not solving any problems, right? So um, the old chewing glass element is, yeah, of course, there's going to be trials and tribulations. Right? It's not a rosy walk in the park and it's like, ah, this is dope. We're always making sheets and everything's beautiful. Nah, it's not like that. But what it is definitely is if you're doing something you believe in, something for purpose, your purpose driven in your why, it's very, it's very difficult to, to, to go wrong, right? So um, this, oh, the only reason why your team in here and Goni and, and Cyprian are still awake after so many days of not sleeping it's because they actually believe that they're going to change a lot for a lot of people, you know? Created with free version for non-commercial use. You can't access ChatGPT there. They've blocked us, you know? Then you have to use Bing and Bing is trash, nigga. Like, no, I want to use that shit. You got to do some mid-journey. You have to now go into Discord and you have to pay $39. You can't use your car. You know, we can actually build something that people use and we can, we can, we can people can enjoy and you can actually get the access to information that is being withheld from us. We have the power and the possibilities to put that through. So, yeah, man, I mean, that's, you know, that's my contribution as far as that particular cult is concerned. Uh, and like I said, I speak from a very different position, maybe of privilege, maybe a position of exposure, right? Um, like I said, what's the worst that can happen to me? Let's say I do something and it fails. Uh, worst, the probable worst is that 
my ex-wife will bitch about money and I'll probably have to go live with my dad or some shit. You know what I mean? That's the way, like, I'm not sitting with thinking the worst that will happen is my kids will die and I'll be starving and I'm homeless and blah, blah, blah. So it's easy to make decisions when certain things are in place. And I, I really always try and respect that when I, when people say, can you mentor me? I'm an orphan. I have no house. What should I start with my hundred dollars? I always say, dude, if I give you advice, I'll say, it's been a lot of that you could end up broke, right? And then you're not like me. You can't go to your dad and say, even that and pull my kid, that was no more. You see that? Yeah. Well, I have to always take my privilege into account when I answer some of these questions. Great, man. So, um, so like you said, it's, it's just not only about, you know, the idea, right? So the next question is, like, how do you then build a good team around that idea? Um, I noticed you mentioned a lot, uh, you mentioned a lot about the people that you work with. So, you know, what sort of your approach when it comes to leadership, team building, and how do you actually build, you know, a coercive unit and very effective uh, team? Created with free version for non-commercial use. Question. Um, look, I, I think uh, the law of attraction is very, very important in some of these things, right? Um, and as I'm going to sit here now, I'll tell you this. I've never won an award for anything that was not a lot of teamwork. Um, it doesn't matter what industry I dip my toes in because I can't be bothered or I'm bored or whatever, right? So we could go into the hip-hop world right now and take all the hip-hop awards like we did with Cynic, right? We can go into the arts world and take all the namas like we did with Kudo right? We can go into the tech world and take all the awards like we did with Vision of Fox. And that's not that's good. That's brilliant. No, it's because there's a bunch of brilliant people around me every day, right? And tapping into that energy is what makes us even more brilliant and how we can build together. Now, if you follow me for a bit or you've got my history, you'll know that I am a big believer in the people around me all the time. I, I'm not the I'm not a hog of limelight. I'm not like I want to be the best nigga in the team. I, I want my niggas to be better than me. Because the one particular created the one free version for non-commercial use. You gotta work with people smarter than you will push you and harder than you. Because if you're smarter than them, then there's no fucking point in them being there, right? So so as 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 a main standard, everyone has to be smarter than me. If you see them with me, they are smarter than me. All right. Um and and also being, being an honest leader, never be a person who, um, never never eat before your team does. Never do that, right? Always be upfront with how you're playing with the others, how others, because people respect you more when, when, when you're that way inclined. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So so these are some of the things that I've learned in, in, the, in a very hard way. No, yeah, I definitely think it's it's very important to emphasize, you know, the sort of statement uh, type leadership, which, you know, people are seldom talk about. Now, um, you know, you obviously know that the space that we're in uh, requires you to be flexible. Created with free version for non-commercial use. If, uh, given how quickly things are moving. So I'm just interested in your, you know, how do you, how do you learn? Uh, what's, what's your information diet? Um... How do I learn what? Sorry, someone was someone was calling my phone. You want to come in the game? You said how do I learn what? No, I was just interested in your information diet. How do you keep uh how do you keep on your toes given how fast things are changing? I personally surrounding myself with young energy. Um, it's it, it literally surrounding myself with young energy. The, the the worst thing in the world is is, is knowing everything. 
you know, and the worst thing is siloing yourself and being the genius around everybody around. Like I said, hang around with people smarter than you. They will push you in ways that you cannot imagine. They will tell you things that you cannot imagine. I mean, I came back today to Cyprian's house after dropping my wife off. And um, I'm like, dude, okay. So for the local news. Created with free version for non-commercial use. Get out with a dog and this and that. And he looked at me funny like, ah, this dude, man. Don't worry about that shit. I got a whole new LLM that I'm building. You know what I mean? He just gave me his whole new solution, right? And it's something that I would never have thought of in my, my wildest dreams. But just that young energy of a guy who's been on the blogs and been in the discords and knows shit that I cannot even imagine, right? So a lot of times I'm bragging about tech that I don't understand, believe it or not, because there's younger people and smarter people than me around me at all times. Um, and I hope that they benefit from my, our engagements together too. But I genuinely, like I say, some of these young people are my mentor in, in the sense that they keep me absolutely grounded in understanding, um, you know, and, and knowing things that I didn't know before. No, that's awesome. So I just want to sort of talk about like one of the other challenges that, you know, we face as African founders. Um, obviously has to do with, you know, raising capital. Um, it seems that, you know, an African founder will, uh, will, will face a... Created with free version for non-commercial use. Anyone else. So first of all, is this true? And... Can you please describe how how maybe difficult it is, you know, to get capital as an African founder? Well, controversial question. I mean, it's not difficult, right? The problem is a lot of people have fucked the game up for everybody else. Okay. There are, I'm constantly mentioned in lists with grandpreneurs and, and frauds who have for the last 20, 30 years pillaged in excess of our $300 billion in bullshit, right? And this is a fact. Um, there's over $10 million in funding that came to Zimbabwe last year for, for, for tech projects and agri-tech projects and fintech projects. How many of those do you know, right? It's a bunch of people who have hacked the, 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 the Sustainability language and the grant created with free version for non-commercial use. Um, basically, take the money from those that deserve it every single year. It's an absolute fact, not one lie, right? So go to every single hackathon you've seen and every single trick who makes chalk a lot of dog shit or whatever they fucking getting funding for, right? And this is why stopping innovation because the real entrepreneurs and the real geniuses that need funding will never get it. Sometimes they're socially awkward. Sometimes like me, I mean, I don't like people very much, right? So sometimes I'm not, sometimes I'm dyslexic and I gotta write a proposal as well, right? And so the, the, the hunters, the people who are giving out grants, find these safe uh, friends of you know, UN and friends of what, who, who they constantly give money to for crap that no one uses. And and, and so uh, when someone says there's no funding in Africa, what they actually say is that all the funding has been taken up on bullshit. All the funding has been taken up on projects that don't deserve it. And that's the actual fact. Um, and we, we, you know, it is something that. Created with something that I have learned non-commercial use. Times I have, um, I have been in this agri-tech space and in the fintech space that, no, no, you know, I never got funding as fresh in a box. It's unbelievable to say it. Uh, I've been around the world and been to all the big startup events. And we're always cream of the crop. We're always we were the ones with the functioning database of actual users every day, right? We're the ones who, who Stripe is blowing up constantly. We don't have funding because it's impossible to get funding. 
but some guy with some dodgy hack of Shopify uh, gives it a weird trailer name, and all of a sudden they're funded to a hundred thousand dollars. Right. So I, I'm my my I guess my advice to anyone who's in the space is you know look there are things that you cannot get away from. I've had to learn the hard work. Getting your data room in order is not you have to do that. Like, you know, getting your pitch deck in order, you have to do that from day one. You know, having that administrative muscle who understands to go on Y Combinator, building Bill and Melinda Gates. Created with free version for non-commercial use. California has this very unusual rule that bars non-compete. Uh, and it seems to me that, you know, Silicon Valley firms understand maybe something that we don't, which is that uh, collaborating and competing at the same time can lead to success. So maybe can you give us um, what your thoughts are on the ingredients that, you know, make a functional tech ecosystem? Those, those are the ingredients, the ones that you just mentioned. Um, you know, the Silicon Valley model is actually the ingredients, right? So um, basically what Zimbabwe right now needs if we're going to build a functioning ecosystem around tech is we're going to need a place where, you know, technicians can actually conglomerate, enjoy decent speeds of internet, enjoy decent speeds of coverage as far as being able to set up their companies, a place where they can easily collaborate. Created with free version for non-commercial use. You know. It would be lovely if Vic Force, for example, became the tech maker of them or, or you know, Ulawai or something or that, that can happen. So, um, it, the, the fragmentation of, of the communities what sometimes makes it difficult to build great things. And I think the greatest things I've built is when my team stays with me. It's the whole time when we're all living at the Fresh Farm, me, KP, and the whole Fresh Ideas team. Was well, a time when I have to leave South Africa and come here to Cyprian's crib and we have to work on stuff, right? So uh, that whole close proximity and, and energy helps a lot um, in, in building a successful tech environment. But uh, my time in the States gave me the last ingredients, which is, which is number one on a state level and number two on a, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a government level. So once you see something good happening in the universities locally, the Chamber of Commerce normally kicks in. Uh, after the Chamber of Commerce kicks in, the state normally kicks in with some funding, idea validation, etc. I All the best ideas start to funnel up as cream rises to the top. The Created with free version for non-commercial use. This is why you have Amazon. It's why you have Tesla. It's why you have Google, right? It was that create that funnel of support all the way. Because what happens is that um, the only reason why spa stores and pick and pay stores are successful is because the government has built roads for people to drive to them. Uh, the only reason why pick and pay and spa are successful is the government has regulated how people get to them in vehicles, in buses, etc. Right. Um, that kind of infrastructural development helps the tech industries get better. So if you go to San Francisco, for example, you'll notice the internet speeds, they are crazy. You'll, you'll notice some really incredible um, infrastructure being built around commuting and people moving around that space, Cupertino, et cetera. So if you're going to have a successful tech industry, you need a community that can stay in the same vibe space. You need a, you need a state legislature that's willing to provide uh, funding and infrastructure for that for, for those people to work. And you're going to need a government that recognizes talent and lifts it up. Created with free version um, for non-commercial use. From let's say they spend a billion dollars, they get $10 billion back from those unicorns that succeed. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, you know, people often think of innovation as always, you know, uh, you know, led by private sector initiatives. 
But like you said, you know, that's not that's not the complete story. You have, in fact, every technology that you know makes up the that makes the iPhone smart was, you know, government funded. Yeah. GPS. That's the yeah. Um, so also just a, as a sort of an extension, like what do you think should be, you know, the relationship between startup and corporates, you know, because, uh, you know, startups view corporates as slow down dinosaurs waiting to be disrupted. Uh, and you know, corporates just in some cases simply ignore startups. So what do you think should be a healthy dynamic between, um, between the two? Created with free version for non-commercial use. Corporates must play their role in assimilating those startups that have done successfully enough for them to deserve to be put into the upper echelons. Startups should never, ever try and be too corporate at the beginning. Otherwise, you lose momentum. Um, there's no reason why you you know, you, you, you should be Econet before you need to be Econet, right? And I think the more you can disrupt, the faster you can move, the faster you can play, it's better for you as, as, as an entrepreneur. Um, and I, look, Zimbabwe's relationship between corporates and startups is very, very tumultuous. And I have to be careful what I say because, believe it or not, I've I've sometimes transitioned from startup to corporate, right? Um, uh, you know, I can't just spend fresh in the box money anymore. I need to pass it through the, you know, I, I have a requisition, I have counters, I have all sorts. Um, there's something that stops me from being as spontaneous and aggressive as I need to be in a certain particular situation. Created with free version for non-commercial um, use. I'm leveraging RTGS right now because some of our customers pay us in RTGS. Um, as a corporate now in one of those spaces, I can't just say, fuck it, take all our money out of the bank, go on the street, think I'm a US. You can't do that right now, right? Because there's all the compliance layers that now need to be dealt with. Um, which when I, was a, when I was a startup, I didn't give a fuck. We could just do it. So this is where where it is. It's, it's a balancing act. Well, the big five, you know, um, Egypt, South Africa, Kenya, and Nigeria. Um, these have established themselves okay. as you know leaders of the African tech startup scene, uh, accounting for seventy three percent of active startup acceleration, seventy five percent of investment. So, what do you think, in your opinion, they're doing right? Nothing. I think most of their tech is bullshit. <laughs> no, that's I definitely wasn't expecting that. Can you can you maybe expound more on on what you mean by that? You know, given your exposure, uh, created with free version for non-commercial use. What startups? And I, I, I think I want to be very very clear. I'm not being a hater, but I just believe we're not doing close to close to enough. I don't believe that we've done anything so cool that we. For example, you know. We're the biggest users of WhatsApp. We're the biggest users of Facebook. We're the biggest users of this. As Africans, like, let's not be a joke, right? Let's let's not let these kids in Silicon Valley build that shit and then we make them the best, right? Where's our version of WhatsApp? Where's our version of? I mean, for example, we're such this big growth market. Where where's where's our stuff? That's a joke. What what exactly have we built that we can say that we can stand on our Hind legs to say we're really, really powerful to what we're doing, right? So I don't ever want to pat ourselves on the back when we're building bullshit. Let's actually build some dope shit. And I think we have it in us. Um, we have an ability to actually have unicorns that made that meal adapt. Right? Where are we with, with, with doing some really dope things? Created like, like free version for non-commercial right? so I'm, I'm really passionate about pushing our industry forward, not sending us backwards. 
We need to stop being grandpreneurs and people who benefit from the fact that we have accents. We, we, we need to actually build proper things for our people. We need the AIs to be built by our people for our people because we will be left behind. I assure you guys. I assure you. Yeah. You know, I'm glad you sort of touched on that because I, I also sometimes get uncomfortable. When, um, the other thing I'm interested in talking about is, you know, uh, you know, so how much did you actually get done this week? So this is sort of a productivity question. Um, the reason I'm asking you this is maybe you can share some productivity hacks that you have um, for for entrepreneurs. Look, the, the one productivity hack that I that I live by is is that the only real resource that you have in life is created time. with free version for non-commercial right. use. And, and and it doesn't matter if you're Kobe Bryant or if you're Samuel Jackson or if you're Albert Einstein. It doesn't matter. The only way you, you become the best at what you do is if you spend more time doing it, right? And that's why I wake up at stupid hours in the morning because I, I, I need three extra hours to catch up to the world so that when they wake up, they've lost half the day and I've already gained it, right? After two years, I've already gained it. I yelled all my peers all the time, right? And that makes you... It's like. That first move advantage and that, that that having an extra year on everybody around you, it manifests immediately in all respects. So if somebody decides that they want to sit around and, you know, sleep and enjoy drinking drugs and alcohol and whatever else all the time, that's what, that will show. Because there's youngsters out there who will not sleep. They will be on it all the time, right? Um, created so with free version for non-commercial use. Always take advantage of is the ability to manage their time. All right, decent sleep, wake up early, learn something every day, push yourself to study something you don't understand, get to understand it, do it every day, do it more than everybody else, gain time on people. That's the only way you you actually excel. And that's a productivity act for me. I mean, personally, I've had to. Um, learn to manage absolutely every element of my time, right? It, it literally every element. Like from the time I wake up to the time, like right now it's saying on my watch, creative fellowship time, right? And I have 30 minutes for that. Um, <laughs> and, you, you know, I, 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 I try and make sure that every moment of my life is productive in some way, even if it's just having joy or, or if it's just having a drink with friends or whatever else. I try and make sure that I schedule as much as possible. That way, especially applying ADHD like me, I, I know that I'm getting my tasks done. Created with free version uh, for non-commercial time, use. Time management is the biggest thing. Awesome, man. So let's talk about AI. So, you know, we've had, you know, at this point, five to six AI prompts since, uh, since the field of uh, artificial intelligence research was, was founded in '56. And, and, you know, right now there's a lot of talk and buzz about you know, AI. Um, as a technologist, what's your general take of the technology and how quickly it's moving? Um, is this AI's uh, crescendo moment? No, no, no. I mean, like I said, AI is probably right now at the worst it can possibly be. Every day it gets better, right? And I think there's not been a winter per se, there's been a winter of buzz, a winter of buzzwords. There's some of us who have been sort of geeking out in the LLM space for years. I mean, Chat GPT was amazing. You guys in December, 
we've had those kind of LLMs for 10, 15 years. I mean, not as good, not as well-trained, different brands. It was free version for non-commercial years, use. They definitely have been out there, right? And um, all, all these AIs are doing is giving us efficiencies as human beings. How can we be better at what we're doing, right? Um, every time you've typed in Gmail for the last 10 years, you've had AI assisting somewhere. Predictive texting on our phones, you know, swiping around and typing with swipe and all these kind of things. I mean, AI has been interfering with our lives now for a long time. Uh, it just we don't ever noticed it. The time that AI becomes beautiful is when it doesn't get seen anymore. And I think that's the jobs that we're trying to do as, as, as tech entrepreneurs is make the technology get out the way to give you guys more productivity. Um, there's AI working right now on this on this call that we're having, right? You can tell is uh, this background uploading, this echo removal, is a bunch of great tools happening just for you and me to speak in different rooms at a different time. So yeah, I mean, being in the space now, it's like, I love the fact that we've dropped some AI tools ourselves. This Africa AI project. Created with free but version for non-commercial use. Running fresh in a box customer service five years, right? You know, we've, you know, before that, we had Shandu running Fazaimaeda's campaign in the back end, you know, because when you're dealing with voluminous amounts of data, when human beings have to be involved, we don't have the, the capacity to hire a thousand people, right? But we can't get an AI to deal with 99% of your conversations with people who just need to make an order or find out where it is or make a complaint about an expired product or whatever. You don't need a human being for that anymore. You know, I'm a big humanist, but I'm also a big advocate that one day, I would love cars that waste so much time sitting in our driveways because we can't drive them to be doing deliveries whilst we're sleeping so that we can wake up and they take us to work and then they can fuck off and do more deliveries. That is how the world should be where the technology makes it life easier for humanity. Exactly. So, you know, um, uh, sort of taking from what you've just said, what should be our order of concern? Right? So Created with free version for non-commercial use. That were going to uh, be hit by be hit by AI first, but now it seems like you know it's all the other creative jobs uh, being hit, you know, with generative AI and so forth. So, so that's never going to happen. Never going to happen. I mean, look, the computer was said to kill uh, artists. The foot, the camera was supposed to kill painters, and etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's never going to happen. Um, we we cannot think like Luddites whenever a new tool comes out, right? Henry Ford did say that if I asked people their opinion, they would not have said a car, they would have said faster horses, right? Uh, let's not be Luddites. There's, there's, there are no jobs that are going to go because AI now is iterated, right? There's no poster I'm ever willing an AI, uh, AI to do for my company that I'm not involved in, right? I don't care how great that AI is. Um, there's no copy that's going to go out onto my Facebook page that I have not approved, right? I mean, Created with free version for non-commercial uh, use. All I'm seeing now is my team triple Xing their productivity. I'm watching Bonnie right now on Flutter using Copilot as he codes, an app that used to take us months in a few days, right? Uh, and he's not going to ever be redundant because of AI. All he's going to be is better and build more apps. Um, so that's where I am. I mean, just psychologically, I, I'm not a fearful person about, um, about, you know, the generative AI and the LLMs and stuff coming into play. I just think they're going to make our lives better and more efficient. So, um, I, I think we should embrace this, this moment in, 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 in history, uh, as we are getting more efficient and better at what we do because of the tools 
better be made by men and women like us. That's awesome. Um, so I, I, I guess it's interesting that you speak of the, you speak of AI as a tool because you know um, there's definitely a lot of talk about you know the, the coming dangers. Created with AI. free version for non-commercial use. Like you said, I think we should think of these things as tools uh, or as um, things that can, we can use to uh, improve our work. Um, there's definitely a sense in which you know AI is created and designed and conceived locally, uh, meaning you know, Silicon Valley, and then is deployed globally. Um, maybe uh, a question we need to ask ourselves is, you know, who controls these uh, knowledge systems and the way we think about AI? You know, uh, so how can, how do you think we can sort of decolonize AI? And make it relevant for for our own context. Um, what we're going to have to do as humanity is remember that culture, technology, and stuff transfers uh, back and forth, and we are going to keep teaching, iterating, giving each other ideas, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. We have to remember that e even some of these European and and Western created with free version for non-commercial you know, use AI and stuff are being built by people who've come from India, gone to America, et cetera, et cetera. So this humanity coming together with a global consciousness because of the conduciveness of the environment that they are going to to build these things. As Africa, if we build a conducive environment and we make it proper and we give it and we give it some some the same spirit, we could also do the same things. Right. So um I'm very, very happy to build on top of giants. If Google gives me API, I'm gonna use it. If Microsoft will give me APIs, I want to use them too. Because they've already told us they don't want ChatGPT in Zimbabwe. We brought it to Zimbabwe on Sunday. Um, and this is the kind of thing that we're willing to do continuously. Um, build off the shoulders of giants, iterate, make it our own, uh, and then give back, right? Hip-hop culture, we've done that with a bunch of other things uh, as black people. So I, I don't lament too much that it's coming from there. We're definitely going to take it. We're definitely going to use it. We're definitely going to make it for us and make it better. And we're definitely going to send... Created with free version for non-commercial so use. see how we think we should interpret it do and do things. I believe that, for example, the Zavai app is better than ChatGPT. Why? Well, go play with it, right? It's got generative AI. You get images. It's got... Uh, you know, you can upload your PDFs and read them and stuff like that. You can't do that yet on ChatGPT. You have to use those horrible plugins and the crazy, stupid interfaces. And we just, we've implemented it better and we're doing it better, right? So uh, they're going to probably do it better eventually. Then we're going to have to do better than that. And I think as humanity, that's what we have to do. Keep pushing each other, you know, no matter what side of the globe we're at. That's cool, man. So maybe um, uh, still on that note, you can tell us about, you know, uh, ZI and what, what you guys have built. Okay, so we built two major releases, ZI app and the Denai app as well. Uh, the Denai app is for the entire Africa. Uh, where you can pick your country and we, we sign in some beta phase and we're trying to learn a bunch about how you guys speak and, and how we can... Um, Created with free version for non-commercial use. We can localize the LLMs. Um, and then we've got Zivai, which is a Zimbabwe-centric one because this is where we're from. We don't have access to ChatGPT, but we have access to the APIs, so we've brought it to our people. Um, we try want to make sure that it speaks our language, uh, our languages, at least uh, properly and fluently. We want to make sure that when you ask for a graphic of a man, it's not a Caucasian man in America, but a nice-looking black man in Zimbabwe, right? We're just trying to make sure that our 
uh, this, the, the, the AI that is being used uh, contextually and colloquially is, is, is more is by us for us. Um, we, we're obviously leveraging, like I said, the power of giants, but we're trying to become a giant ourselves. And the more information we get, the more data we get, the more smarter and the more pronounced our LLMs get, and we can start pushing in those directions to actually replace some of these technologies eventually for our own. Um, we're being very, very ambitious, obviously. Uh, that naivety we spoke about to say, are we here to change Created with free that's version that's for non-commercial use. Right, we would like to be 100% in control of our own destiny. All right, that's awesome, man. So I suppose um, my next question would be, why are we not seeing more you know, AI startups? Um, is it because it is too expensive to build? No, it's not very expensive to build. Um, it, it, you're not because a lot of people don't understand yet and don't understand the the, the benefits. I, I am very, very sure that now that we're out there and we're making a lot of noise, that the young people will be poised up and they will start coming out. Because like I said, what we're building is not necessarily unique, but it's definitely dope. And youngsters will start to see the dopeness and want to put themselves in that same space. So um, um, right now, you know, ChatGPT dropped top of the head December. We're now in June, and we have a Zimbabwean fully functional version. I mean, God knows what's going to be happening in September. Created with free version for non-commercial uh, use. We're just becoming very, very, uh, what's it called, impatient with ourselves. Uh, the AI startups are about to start exploding, I assure you. That's awesome, man. So um, as we close, I just want to, whenever you know, I think about uh, leadership, I'm sort of reminded of, Lee Kang Yu, former Prime Minister of Singapore, would yeah. Singapore from bringing a you know, poor nation to a global financial center. So what role do you think you know good and decisive leadership uh, can play in changing the African narrative? Um, what, what advice can you also share with business leaders on how they can do it? That's a tough question. Um... Your Singapore example, but particularly, is tough because if we, I don't think the society in Zimbabwe, especially, is ready for the things that need to happen for them to become Singapore. Created with free like versions for non-commercial use. Nothing is built with stomachs and loins, right? Everything is built with heart and mind. We're gonna have to sacrifice more than we've ever imagined for us to get into a space of actual prosperity as African people. We're going to have to sacrifice beyond anything we can actually imagine. Our parents had to sacrifice their lives and limbs for independence. We're going to have to sacrifice more. And that's just the way it is. Um, humanity did not get to where it is today by, by people being um, not 100% fighting for the survival of the species, of their continents, of their countries, of their tribes, of their families. And then being able to sacrifice it all. Um, so I guess if what advice do I have is for anything to succeed, it's going to need absolute sacrifice. Um, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart as a man who's had to lose everything before to gain something. Created with free version for non-commercial use. So in closing, what advice do you have for, for startups, for African startups? Pray that I don't come into your space. Yeah, that's 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 very really good advice, man. Really pray, because you're 
is is it because you are you know can, can you sort of expound on that like why what sort of what sort of drive does one have to have in order for them to be you know successful as a as a startup to to get to that mindset can you maybe expound on your mindset um and why that would be important for for an entrepreneur to have that sort you just gotta to have to be hungrier than the other lions. You're gonna to have to learn to be faster. You're gonna to have to learn to be smarter. You're gonna to have to surround yourself with the strongest team you can possibly find. And you're gonna to have to have the tenacity uh, to be able to break everything to make something really dope. And I think created with free uh, version I, for non-commercial use. I'm just trying to embrace my own narcissism when I stay prey on getting your space. Uh, but I mean it properly in the sense that, you know, we are coming to compete at the highest levels. This is not la di da. We want to win. We want to, 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 we want to build generational wealth for our babies and our families and our loved ones. We want to build great things for our people to look back and say, wow, he, they built really amazing products that we still leverage off today. And I think that's the kind of legacy that I want to leave behind. And I hope that as an entrepreneur, that's what you want to leave behind too. If you come in any game for the cash, you will lose. Um, so, lastly, what what's what what what's the question that you that I didn't ask that you wished uh, that you wish I'd asked? Is there anything in particular? Um. Well, uh, where would you find our app? Well, our apps are going to be on the app. Created with free version for non-commercial use. Are submitting another review. So you should check the app for the apps, uh, the app stores for our app. I hope you can stick it in your description. Uh, for if you're in Zimbabwe, do use Zivai.app. That's very contextual for Zimbabwe and is learning fast. And if you're around the world in Africa, please check out Danai.chat, which is D-A-N-A-I.chat. Um, and pick the country you're from and give it, this, you know, it's free to use. We give you a free token. Just go ahead, bash it, use it. Uh, help us get smarter, get better. We built this for you with the intention of making sure that we as Africans are not left behind in the AI race, in the LLM space, in generative AI, or uh, in, in the cutting-edge technologies that the rest of the world is not benefiting from. Uh, we've set up the Africa AI project for the one particular reason, to make sure that we are forced to reckon with, uh, and we're not joking around. Created with free version for non-commercial use.